Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the 5-1 Speedway Show. The last episode was a very interesting one. We had Steve Evans on the show from America, uh, giving you the insight on how American Speedway is run and how the future looks and how it currently looks. It's really interesting. Check that episode out. But I think this episode will get a lot of the British fans excited, as also the Eastbourne fans mainly. Uh, this kid has done extraordinarily well, again, in a short space of time, much like his teammate Drew Kemp. Uh, he's risen to the top almost. He's uh, under 21 level. He's pretty strong at that now. He's also won a host of national junior championships. He's now going to ride in Poland next year as well as England. So this boy is going to be very, very busy next year. So please welcome to the show, Tom Brennan. Hello. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, Neil. No worries, mate. No worries. It's one of the ones I want to get on the show. It was, one, it was you, so. Yeah. But, uh, so, so how's uh, things been with you this year then? Yeah, good. Oh, as you said, I mean, it's been a pretty weird year for everyone. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think we definitely made a yeah, good situation of a, of a bad one. So, no, I mean, actually, we've, um, we've been pretty busy uh, this year, which is, which is quite nice to say, you know. So, um, no, but struggled here and there, but come out with the year, which is nice. So, no, injury-free and happy and just trying to build, build, build on myself now, so. Yeah, I mean, like you said, you're one of the, the fortunate few who managed to get a ride on the continent uh, under 19 and, and under 21 level and a, a couple of meetings in France from what I saw and read in the press. Yeah, so France was a pretty, was a pretty weird one. Um, I went to the under 21 European semi-final in uh, Czech and um, Stephen Garay, which actually is a uh, French rider, um, him and his dad came up to me and said, oh, look, do you want to do some French meetings? And I was like, wow, okay. Bear in mind, obviously, the under-21 qualifier was my first meeting for a long, long time. And I was like, yeah, look, I'm, I want to do whatever I can at this point. Um, and I had, um, I had um, Neil Vatcher there with me, and he's, he's helped everyone a lot recently. So, no, um, I had him there for some advice, and we just sort of thought, look, nothing else is going on. Let's go and have a bit of fun. And honestly, the whole setup in France is so relaxed. It's so nice. It's such a nice team to be a part of. And... No, I mean, managed to do the French Championship too, which was obviously pretty mental because I didn't think I'd, I'd be doing that. You know, it was one of the things that was like, oh, yeah, let's go do it. And went there and rode my bike and had a bit of fun, which was nice really because it's, it's sort of been a bit of a weird season where it was big meeting, probably about two weeks break, another big meeting, a week's break. And it was like a bit, a little bit patchy, as you could say. I mean, it was a bit, on off and unfortunately a little bit too much time to overthink so to go to France was really really cool and that's obviously for next season too so oh so you, you've got a, a French club as well so that's oh, yeah. three that's three clubs for next year then yeah busy times yeah it is yeah I can't believe it even saying <laughs> it yeah bit wow well, yeah it's great I mean yeah I've got France and then obviously Lodz in Poland which is unbelievable obviously a dream dream absolutely come true and but so many people helped me to get there and that's actually a two-year contract so mm -hmm. that's like sort of I've, I've got a year to build and then hopefully sort of progress so and I, I'm obviously still with Eastbourne I wouldn't want to be anywhere else really so no Eastbourne's the home obviously so, yeah. but then obviously you, you mix it up with a few different size tracks yeah. I can imagine for next year yeah well I mean I think you've probably heard it a lot too you, you can get you can get very comfortable very quickly um and obviously, I'm sure as you know too, you know, I've sort of been at Eastbourne since since I was very, very small. So not much time to we want now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not much. But no, I mean I've been there for a long time and it's now sort of been the stage of my life in my career where I can sort of be like, look, we have we have to sort of make them big steps and um and sort of push forward, you know, try and come out of um comfort zone and you know, the same in general life, you know life isn't easy and you have to come out of your comfort zone at some point and I think this is the time in my career where I need to and I've got a lot of different tracks I can go to I mean I went to Le Mans Flanderon in France and I just stood in the middle of the centre green like this is the biggest track I've ever seen so <laughs> it's like it's like wow I'll go from that and then go to Plymouth like a couple of days later it's like whoa yeah this is mental but that's that's what you need to do you know you need to improve your skills and trying to trying to do as much as you can to make your career better so 
that's where I'm at. Yeah, and it's just a case of now it's just honing those skills that you've picked up. Obviously, when you first started your career, obviously, before you even joined East the National League, you did juniors, uh, 125, 150, 250, yep. and then the 500. But before all that, everyone would probably want to know, where did Tom Brennan start riding the bike? Hello? Sorry, Neil. What's oh, there, mate? What was that? that? Are you there? I missed that whole question. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah. Yeah, so with uh, mixing the tracks up a bit, really, um, obviously, like I said, you, you started uh, 125, 150, 250, and then onto the 500. Uh, but I'm sure everybody would like to know how did sort of Tom get onto the speedway scene then? Where did it all sort of start? Oh, I mean, obviously, started out on the grass. Um, on doing the grass track and doing that from since I, I remember being five years old and said, oh, "Mum, look," and my brother especially was, "Can I go race yet? Can I can I go race my bike?" And they were like, "No, you're too young." And I was like, "Come on!" So I was literally waiting to go all the time. And uh, as soon as I turned six, it was straight onto that grass track scene, and that was that was really where I stayed for many years. That was like sort of, you know, we sort of go there as you know the grass track. You sort of go there the night before. You have like a like a camp over and then you have like a nice barbecue and then next thing you know you go race your bike in the morning and you go home and that was what we sort of got used to and that was that was the fun really you know we sort of sort of turned up in the back of my brother's um golf polo car it was uh we used to whack out like a flower pot as a stand and no no toolbox nothing it was just kind of fuel and we'd go race and come back and that's obviously where it all started and I sort of worked my way up in the ranks there and which was which was amazing. Grass track was, was unreal. And as soon as we then sort of got a spare bike and um, we sort of, sort of started adventuring with that, that was when we sort of got the bug for Speedway a little bit more than grass track. So, no, I mean, obviously, as you know, um, my, uh, my brother Ben has been a massive influence in my, in my grass track and Speedway, obviously, right up until now. And he, and he will be for a long time, obviously. So, but no, I mean, I've had since, obviously, since I met Martin Dugard, that's been a pretty massive, massive change in my life. That was as soon as it was like, look, we're going to go race Speedway now. And, you know, he's, he's obviously built, sort of built me as a rider, built me as a person for, you know, a lot of years. And he's pretty much been my dad. So, no, I mean, for him to sort of come along and take me in and obviously for Connor and Kelsey to sort of accept that. And we all, it, it, it was all a massive life change as well as a career change. So, no, we sort of moved on to Speedway and, uh, and then we then went to... Uh, obviously do the British youth, which then is where your career starts. And obviously we're Neil Batcher um, and obviously Jackie as well, you know, that's where it all started. And um, they were the people that sort of pushed you and it was like fun and it was enjoyable. And then, yeah, I mean, I did okay in the, in the British youth, I think, but um, no. Nah, and as soon as you got onto the 500, that was where we were like, look, we've got to do something now. And we sort of took that, took that step up to like, look, let's go race Speedway and let's proper do this. So, Obviously went to Eastbourne, did my first meeting at Eastbourne and broke my collarbone, my first race. So that's on my, on my 15th birthday. So that was pretty, pretty terrible. Mm. But no, I mean, obviously you learn and you gain and you got you got to learn from it. And that's what we did. So, um, so yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about, but that's obviously where we started. And from 2016, we then obviously have done National League all the way up until 2018 and then start of 2019 we were like look obviously getting a bit better and better as as you do over the years and then um and then obviously Eastbourne went up so it was quite a natural sort of step to go with Eastbourne um which obviously Eastbourne is where I want to be 100% and and obviously for them to move up too was was right place at the right time I think so now obviously and then that obviously got cut short due to due to a crash but mm. there you go but um but no, I mean, like I was saying before, it's uh, it's very easy to get stuck in one place, and that's why we're now going to these different tracks and why we're trying to do these different things. And you know, since since I met my girlfriend, uh, Kristen, we've been, you know, she and her family, and obviously my family, have completely changed my life. You know, like how we look at Speedway, how I look at Speedway now is so different, and that's sort of how it, how it needs to be. You know, you learn from different people, and you take things from people that you want to take things from, and you know, like the sponsorship thing now, like in the off season before to do sponsors, it would be, oh, let's, let's go on Facebook and 
message some people and that's honestly how it was because it was just a just a hobby you know and yeah. now it's like look we're now looking for sponsors and we're now trying to put packages together and it's like well this has sort of all happened real quickly but these people are people that you need to go forward and I believe I have a good team so so yeah that's where we're at right then so this is gonna be a really short show now i think because after all that <laughs> yeah. no but it, honestly mate it's, it's good to hear because obviously I've, I've known you since you were yay high anyway you know yeah, when, no. when you when, when you burst onto the scene on the junior track and then doing the juniors um yeah. and obviously 2015 when East Point national league was then when the sort of like yourself jason edwards Taylor Hampshire, people like that all started getting regular rides at Eastbourne in the yeah. second half. Sometimes before the meeting, I think it was. And then, like you say, 2016, uh, you, get, you you rode for Eastbourne. You know, and like yeah. you said, a brilliant debut, you know, crashing out, breaking <laughs> collarbone. <laughs> but, during that, yeah. but, but during that season, you went from a reserve, I think I'm rightly, to near enough being number one within the first yeah. month or two. Yeah, that was really cool. I mean, that was... I think the difference being is obviously Eastbourne were in the top league for so long. It was like probably, well, you know how long they've been top league for, right up until 2014. And when when they said, oh, yeah, look, we're near National League 2015, it was a bit of an unsure. Obviously, no one really knew what was going to happen. And I think the difference being is, is that when Martin and Connor obviously took the speedway over, it was then like, oh, right, okay, this, this is cool, you know, because then... Because then Martin and Connor then sort of learn new people. And mm. unfortunately, people can sort of look at National League and go, oh, they aren't really spear riders. You know, they're just people. But unfortunately, everyone has to start somewhere. And mm. there's a lot of good riders in National League. And especially at that time, there was, you know, you had people that were number ones in National League that actually were reserves in Top League. And yeah. people sort of forget that, you know. And no, I mean, like you say, we had, we met so many new people and, and the sort of quality of rider was actually still the same even though it was at a lower level people mm. still wanted the same dream and still sort of wanted the same stuff so yeah obviously had that in 2015 uh 20 i was just the mascot that year i remember yeah yeah i remember me doing that and then um obviously 2016 was when i then took my first jump into it which was which was okay i think that i'm um, you know i think it could have been maybe was a bit too soon for me at that time uh, but you know, looking back on it, I wouldn't change a thing. You know, obviously, yeah. having having to break my collarbone wasn't good, but maybe that sort of helped me push forward even more. So mm. you, you don't, you know, you, you don't really know. But but yeah, I mean, I had a pretty pretty hard year in 2016. From what I remember, it was pretty. It was you know racing all these guys, and I was like, wow, you know, I'm only used to racing people that are smaller than me or just <laughs> as small as me. You know, so yeah. I was like, oh, you know, this is a bit scary. And that's honestly what it was. I think I was just. I was I was actually probably quite scared in 2016. Um, not necessarily scared, but it was it, it it was sort of like the level of competition that I was racing was 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 way higher than what I had done before. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, I um, sort of had that um, had a had a real good off season in in 2016. I actually sort of went to the gym loads for the first time in my life. I sort of <laughs> concentrated on my honestly because I was so small. I mean, I'm still small, but <laughs> honestly, you, you could snap me in half then, you know? Yeah. So it was like, it was like one of the things that was like, oh, I can't even hold on. So yeah. we sort of, I, I worked the gym really hard actually, which was quite cool and come back in 2017 and it was like, just felt like a different rider. I think mm. you sort of need that half a year that I had in 2016 to sort of build on 2017. And no, I mean, first of averages come out and Martin was like you're at number one and I said oh whatever you know you're only joking I didn't even you know as, as you know you don't really even sort of take much notice you just sort of riding and back then it was just turn up ride go home wash bikes go to school go ride come you know it, there was no how do I put it? It, it it was it was all really just fun and it was just 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 go ride however you get on is however you get on and that's how Speedway should be for me now. But, you know, obviously trying to work my way up, it sort of changes a little bit. But no, and when I come out and I was like number one and I was like, oh my God, like what am I going to do now? Like, <laughs> but as much as it was like a bit of a nervous time, it also gave me, as I'm sure you'd know, like quite a lot of confidence. You know, it was like, oh, and I've just sort of come out here from reserve and done, done good and there's no reason why I can't do it at number one. And... um and yeah, I mean, obviously went the number one for, I think it was a four meetings, maybe three meetings. And then I then dropped back down to sort of where I should be at that time, which was number number four, number three, maybe. 
or number two. Um, and that was just where I stayed away and I sort of switched around that. But no, I mean, 2017 was a massive building year for myself from going from the bottom to sort of decent level in National League, you know, so. so yeah, yeah, and I mean... That 2017 was a year where you had a steady year. You know, like you said, you were solid more yeah. than anything. You didn't sort of run away with getting maximums every week. You sort of were a solid yeah, eight, yeah. eight, nine point rider, which is what Eastbourne needed at the time. But obviously, yeah. hearing, hearing that you put a lot more work into the the, the fitness side of it, yeah. um, it must have, it was obviously a massive thing in your own perspective. But was you part of the the Poltec crew by then, or was that a, a year or so later? Uh, it was it was the year later. Um, it was because I finished school in 2017. Mm-hmm. So I was still at school and obviously couldn't start the Poltec thing until after school. But but yeah, no, I mean, that was a massive thing for me was to just sort of just turn up and not be this this sort of real scrawny little kid, you know, and just <laughs> it, was, it was more sort of turn up and it was, it was, I actually had a bit of meat on me now, you know, so it was like <laughs> I could sort of maybe tussle it up a little bit. And, and that's, that's sort of what I did, you know. I mean, I had a pretty pretty steady season, you know. I was I was, I was healthy. I I sort of made a few impressions. I definitely worked on myself a lot, and that's the one things that you know you obviously need years like that where you're sort of confident and you and you're steady and you you put in good results. So no, 2017 was definitely a good was a good year, and so was 18. You know, 18 was again that was like a big off season. Obviously, had Poltec that time. Um, and I think I improved personally myself a lot through 2017 to 18. Um, and obviously with the help from Connor as well, you know, like being a team manager at Eastbourne for that long, I mean, sorry, for that short amount of time, like you sort of look back on it now and you think that that whole team, the whole team spirit in 2017 was actually really good. You know, you had obviously had like Mark Baysby, Charlie Powell, like Georgie Wedge, you had all these people that were all just best mates and like and all the mechanics got on, all the, all the riders got on and it was just like, Everything all clicked that year, you know, mm. and that's why we got the three the, the three trophies we did. So yeah, yeah. So 2018 was was the year. It was a good year for Eastbourne, winning the league, winning the cup, and everything. Obviously, Eastbourne had a good run in the cup in the national league, winning it four years on the trot in the national league. So you can't really yeah. really grumble yeah. at that for for team honours, really. Yeah. But but it must have been great for yourself to think that oh, we can win some silverware as a team as well as you do well as an individual. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Obviously, 2018, um, we sort of started the year out and it was, obviously, everyone's still learning and still building and we sort of looked at it and we were like, wow, we've actually got a really good team here and obviously, Connor doesn't build the team to lose. So, you know, it was, um, it, was it, it, it was good from the start and obviously, we won a lot of meetings to start off the year and that was, I think that was the main thing from it, really. You know, like a lot of our points were at the start of the year and, and yeah, obviously, individually as well, I mean, first year that I sort of went abroad it was the first year that I ended up doing like an individual under 19 championship the first year that I um obviously went obviously went to Australia right at the end of the year you know I had my first guest booking in top league and there was so much that happened that year that pushed me on massively you know like my equipment was a different level to what it was the year before because I obviously worked hard throughout the winter and there's so many aspects to that season in 2018 that that sort of that sort of changed it for me, you know, and had other people interested and we had clubs interested and it was like, let's go to Australia. And it was all just like a massive sort of, just a massive, yeah, I can't even explain it. It yeah. was it was so good, but obviously Eastbourne coming away what they did and, I, you know, the National League record that they had is unreal. And for the short amount of time they were in it from 15, obviously to 18, but to just be a part of that, even if I was just a mechanic one year or a mascot, you know, it was it was an unbelievable experience, and I'm sure every every people that were there will remember that for the rest of their life. So, yeah, and I mean, the 2015 year was a good year, apart from just yeah. not win, not winning the league. But obviously, then, like you said, you were the little mascot and still got in all yeah. the photos. I remember them, oh, all, yeah. all those sort of things, you know. <laughs> yeah, which is, but, but it but it was it was a good year. It was a good time in Eastbourne Speedway, like you said. It helped yourself, yeah. Jason Edwards, uh, Charlie Brooks, um, yeah. just to name a few, you know. In, it's like that, that sort of thing's going to keep going and can keep you guys going. It's bled you into the riders that you are now. Um, yeah. And obviously with Eastbourne going up to the to the championship now, and uh, like you said, you were in, you, you stayed with the club um, and went up there yeah. and went full-time uh, championship. Uh, how did you sort yeah. of find the change from National League to championship early on before you got injured? Um, again, it's, it's so... 
I think over everything, it's just so mentally different, you know, like you've sort of got people that are next to you now, you know, like we had Chris Harris in, in one of my first meetings and for me to even line up next to Chris Harris was like, wow, like, I can't even believe he's here. Like, what is he doing here next to me? Like, you know, and it was like, yeah, let's explain it. You know, it was just, it was just one of them things where you sort of knew that, right. Okay. I'm actually doing okay here. Um, I'm at the level where I can go up and, Obviously, still had the support from Martin, but we also had the support from um, Ian Jordan a lot. You know, he's been since since that 2018 season. He's been massively involved with 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 me and obviously with Eastbourne Speedway. And for him to sort of be confident in me and stuff like that, I was like, oh look, like this is where I want to be. I want to be around good people, and you know, he is a good person. So he definitely helped me make that change a lot easier. Um, but the other thing, again, is just mechanically, obviously, just to ride their bike on a Sunday, they're here to, to earn money and obviously feed their families and pay the bills and also try and make a career. So it's a bit different. Um, but, again, it's, it's um, Speedway, Speedway, and you've you obviously got to, got to sort of try and approach every meeting as, you, as similar as you can. And I think whether it's, whether it's Cardiff Grand Prix or whether it's, Lid Speedway on a Sunday afternoon, you know, you got to try and make it as similar as you can. You know, otherwise, you know, pressure gets to you and it's a different atmosphere. But no, I mean, that that transition was obviously different and it was obviously harder. But at the same time, I had, I had quite a lot of confidence, actually, surprisingly for myself. You know, <laughs> I sort of, sort of felt like I belonged there and felt like I had my spot there. You know, right. so... Yeah, I suppose because obviously, like you said, Eastbourne, yeah. with, with, with the dominance that they had in the National League and with you virtually finishing as number one in 2018, uh, the actual progression was to go up, whether it would be with Eastbourne or another club if Eastbourne didn't move up. Um, yeah. You know, but it's such a shame that your season got ended the way it did. It was a, a silly little yeah. crash, really, uh, that basically ended your year by breaking your leg. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it, it was a silly crash, you know. It was one of them things where I know that meeting. Obviously, it was a pretty pretty hard meeting, anyways. Obviously, versus Glasgow, and we sort of turned up and had had some good 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 couple of races to start off with, and that obviously sort of the sort of sets the time for the night. And we um went win in seconds and I was like oh this is really good enjoying it and then before I know it I was out for my sixth ride which obviously I hadn't done six rides in in championship at that level you know and I was like oh I'm all excited and, and you know as you are you know <laughs> I was sort of like a little kid in in, in, in the candy store so no it was it was like it, it was one of them things where I think I was actually pretty relaxed on the bike and unfortunately I was a bit too relaxed probably and mm. I come in the corner and bike bike obviously picked up but only a little bit and I sort of thought it's all good shut off and next thing you know it just it carried on and, and and I by that time it was too late to get off the back of it and yeah but unfortunately you have to have to take these moments and it was a pretty horrendous time in my life obviously but yeah. you know I'm, I'm 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 thankful for for all the people that helped me through that you know obviously all, all my family all my you know like my girlfriend especially everyone that obviously got me through that and now we're looking on to bigger things you know and that's that's now forgotten about so yeah. that's obviously where where we want to keep it and same as a collarbone you know obviously, obviously we sort of laugh about that now you know yeah. it's like <laughs> oh how sure people's that so obviously that's how that's going and that's the way I want it in in in, in the past and behind me so yeah a lot of well obviously the collarbone's a funny one because it's your first meeting but the leg one's a bit more serious yeah. because it was obviously if I remember right it was a close <laughs> close meeting against Glasgow and only, only a few yeah. points really in it all, all night and uh I think you wasn't it you trying to go you were trying to go round someone I can't remember where it was and like you said you just picked uh, up picked up and went underneath the air fence That's, that was the problem yeah the... yeah it was um, Rasmus Jensen mm. I believe Rasmus Jensen I yeah. can't remember so I went on the outside. <laughs> yeah I was trying to get on the outside of him um, obviously and as you know he's, he's pretty good as well so it was like <laughs> again it was it was all of the emotions everywhere it was an intense meeting it was it was one of the things where where it happens you know and obviously someone you know everyone has to have a crash at some point and obviously I was due then so but take yeah. it on the chin and, and and work hard to make sure it doesn't happen again basically yeah but, but crashing's part of the course isn't it really I mean it's, it's just unfortunate that yeah, you couldn't yeah, you couldn't sure. you can get up from it really more than anything but 
I say put that in the past. That was that, yeah. that's great enough. And unfortunately, that uh, everything I imagine that yeah. you built for for 2020 has obviously been put on hold because of COVID. And I thought you yeah. must have absolutely thought that was it, season yeah. over. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird one. It was, I mean, we obviously have an Eastbourne group chat um, for mm. start 2020, and it was like every every couple hours, it was like, Ian, what's going on? Ian, are we riding? <laughs> you know, like obviously Ed and. Louis and everyone is just like, what's going on? I'm like, come on, Ian, you know, and obviously Ian's got a lot of pressure on his shoulders mm. because he's just the messenger, you know, but we were all trying to like, we want to race and we want to do this. And no, I mean, I actually had a pretty, pretty good off season for 2019, uh, sorry, 2019 to 2020, you know, that off season then was, was actually one of the best ones I've actually had. And that's, I think that's the reason why I managed to sort of perform the way I did in 2020 was purely because we had a lot of things sorted out. Um, even obviously most of it was obviously all behind the scenes. It was even stuff like obviously like my accounts and stuff like promotional and sorting all my suit and covers, sorting all my mechanic, you know, everything that happened that year for this year is is so different to how, you know, how it has been in the past. And I mean, it was, it was a massive shock for it to be sort of cancelled because it was, it was one of them things that was a bit touch and go. It was like, yeah, we're going to run. No, we're not. Yeah, we're going to run. And it was like, what do I do? Do I prepare who do I who am I riding for where am I going am I going to get a race this year and then obviously luckily the stuff in Poland and France and um, Czech and all that all happened so we managed to get a few meetings there but obviously for British Speedway it wasn't very good but obviously there isn't much that you can do about that really but yeah it wasn't very good no and I mean it's a case of fingers crossed for next year because obviously nothing's set in stone whether we can go next year or yeah. not but um you guys managed to get a team practice at Kings Lynn um, just before really everything went shut, got shut down. So that must have been nice to get back on the track and blast around Kings Lynn for the day. Yeah, yeah. Honest, that's and and that's what it was. It was just hanging it out, having fun, you know. And it was like, wow, like this is this is what I've missed all this time, you know. And mm. it was like, you know, but we managed to manage to have that day at Kings Lynn, and that's and that's obviously what it's all about. And that was better than any any team um, any team building day that we we obviously could have gone to and I think everyone had a smile on their face and we all left with a smile on our face so no, that, that, that was really cool and as we say hopefully next year can get underway um, but nothing's nothing certain is it you know one day it's no. different but hopefully I'm, I'm pretty certain we can get some on whether it's later on in the year I'm not too sure but we'll, we'll find out yeah, I mean obviously with all these vaccines that are floating around, never know it could be it could be starting in April and away we go sort of thing, you know. But uh yeah. obviously yeah. With, with all this time that you've managed to get in the shortened season, you basically lived in Europe for most of the season, apart from the one meeting, I think it was a dollar, <laughs> yeah. two or two or three meetings you had over here at Plymouth and obviously at Berwick for the under twenty ones. How was your time riding in sort of like Poland and I oh, see so you did the under nineteen was it the European semi final yeah. you did first and then you went on to the yeah. Under twenty one stuff. Yeah, so I started the year out um with the under twenty one European final was my mm. first meeting of since I did my leg really. I mean I went I actually managed to get to Australia again, but um that was that was just building blocks, you know, that was yeah. just sort of trying to get back to the feel of it. And so yeah, the under twenty one semi final was my first meeting for a long, long time. And but to be honest, it didn't really feel like we were away from it. So, you know, obviously as you know, we'd we'd obviously leave leave my house it would be a 12 probably 12 hour drive the other side of the tunnel um to get there and then it was like race and then it was get straight back in the van and we come back another 12 hours come home and then it was like well well where are we going now there wasn't any set fixtures and then we we're like oh two days time we're in Czech again or oh we're in Poland this time or so yeah and then we had that call up for the under 19 European un, yeah under 19 European semi-final in part of beats it was um but prior to that i hadn't obviously ridden a big track for a long time and we were like trying to find somewhere we can go practice and we were trying to look at Bellevue, but obviously they weren't open and it was a bit of a bit of a task really but in the end we managed to go to um managed to go to Rostlav in poland which was unbelievable. Like we left, it was like another long one. We managed to get there, and uh, luckily we had the help from Dan Bewley. Um, he actually lent us his uh, his um, apartment for the week we were there, so that was really cool. We we managed to go there for for just one practice day, 
ended up going really good. And they said, look, do you want to come to one next week? And we were like, yeah, hundred, you know, without a doubt. And <laughs> next thing you know, we're, we're riding our Oslav. And that was, that was a dream come true because I've never even been to Poland before that. And, and yeah, I mean, obviously the second practice didn't go too well. My, my, my foot blade snapped, but you know, that, that didn't matter. So, <laughs> so I broke my collarbone, but obviously, but just before that practice session, we actually had a call from Neil Vatcher. And he said, oh, look, you actually qualified um, for the European under-19 final. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay, brilliant. He says, so you don't actually have to do the semi-final, which was in part of beats two days later. Mm-hmm. So obviously then in between that, I then go and break my collarbone. And I was like, I'm so lucky that I got, I got obviously able to do it. And then, yeah. and then, yeah, we then went from there and then managed to get home. I managed to have got, got to fly home, I think. So I was, I was in a Polish hospital for a few days. Obviously, <laughs> no word of Polish at all. Yeah, just yeah. saying that hurt, you know. So, yeah, yeah and then um, managed to get home. And then before we know it, it's like, oh, right. Now we have the, uh, whatever it was, um, under, under 19 final or I can't remember what it was now. But yeah, under, under, yeah, mm-hmm. under 19 final. And um, we were like, yeah, yeah, cool. Like, all good, all sorted. And uh, obviously, hadn't even rode a bike yet. So then we managed to get to a practice day at Somerset, which was like, I was like, oh, it's only literally been a week later since I did my collarbone. And we were like, oh, it's all good. It's all plated. So we went and did that. Felt good. And before we knew it, we're back out to, back out to Europe again. And that's the story of the year, really. It was come back, sort of figure out where my next meeting is and go out again and then come back. And it was like mm. a bit bit all over the place you know but it ended up working out pretty good and now I mean to ride in Europe anywhere you know obviously in, and obviously for the next few years being at Lodz is unreal obviously like a new stadium and the people there seem so good and Adam Skornicki obviously we know, sort of knew him and you know it's, it seems the perfect setup for me mm. but obviously a dream is to be in Europe and it's been a dream for mine since I was since I was very small so even smaller so, <laughs> so yeah no I mean unbelievable to even have the opportunity to even go stand next to some of these people that I've seen you know and that's the way that that it is so yeah Yeah, very much I think it's a lot like uh, a lot of guys it was backwards and forwards never knowing when your next ride's going to be sort of thing you know which is it's just it's just quite a scary thing to think about really because normally you have have a whole year planned out obviously it it changes week to week but um you know, doing those meetings in Poland and Czecho and France has obviously managed to get your foot into Poland because the European under nineteen yeah. final wasn't you had three last and then you got a win and a yeah. third because I was yeah. watching I was watching the meeting and I'm thinking yeah. oh, Tommy's struggling here he's really yeah. struggling but bearing in mind you had I think it was gate three gate four gate three yeah. didn't you in your first three rides and I thought Jesus yeah. he's not going to get anything on these ones yeah I mean it was. It was a pretty funny time. I mean, obviously, as you were saying, then back and forward, obviously, all the time. And it does rack up the cost too, you know. Mm. And obviously, not knowing what's going to happen next, it was like, oh, I don't know how I'm going to do this now. You know, obviously, running out of money and you're not earning much money from these meetings that I'm doing anyway. And it was like, how am I going to do it? And obviously, luckily, that I had all these all these sponsors and all these uh, fans and sort of people that helped me out massively. And obviously, without them, I, I wouldn't even be done half the meetings that I did. And no, I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And and yeah, I mean, like we said, it's just, it's a, it's a tricky one. I mean, obviously went to the European Under-21 final and ran them three last. And it was like, oh, where do we go from here? You know, this is tricky. And then boom, out of nowhere, it was like, win. And it was like, what? Where did that come from? You know, and, mm-hmm. but this year has been a, been a massive learning game for us and a massive, like a huge learning game for me. And, you know, we st- I've been lucky enough to work with some very good people to help me out to get there. And yeah, I mean, under 21 level is hard, you know, it's very hard. And there's some guys in there that are very good and that's obviously where I want to be. And, and to sort of qualify for that final in the first place was my goal. And, and I want to try, get there ne- try and get there again next year. And, and, that, and that's the idea. Well, with you still being young, you've still got a few more years at the under 21 level. Yeah. So, you know, and obviously, like you said, foot in the door at Lodz, You've got yeah. Adam Skornicki, I think, is was dubbed as your trainer slash coach for the season yeah. to look after you, you and Jack yeah, Thomas. So yeah. so how did the sort of the deal come about then? Was it like just something out of the blue or is it some of yeah. that? Well, it's 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 a funny one again. It was like um it was like I've always wanted to go to Poland and always sort of, but I never had the contacts, never really sort of understood who to talk to or where to go from here, you know. And um 
lucky I've, uh, I've I've had to, I've had a lot of help from um, Craig Cummins uh, and um, Raf Lewicki, which is actually um, obviously Speed Products, which is Artem Magutas mechanic, and we've we had a lot of help from him, and he was the main man really to sort it all out. He sort of rang up Adam and gave him uh, gave him our numbers, and next thing you know, we're sort of talking to this to, to these Polish clubs, and he sort of sorting out all these deals for me and. Yeah, it was one of the things. It was like it was it was pretty unexpected, you know. I was just sort of talking about sort of joking and going, "Oh, I'd love to be in Poland," and that was all it was, you know. And I never really pushed for it. And obviously, having the people around me that I have now, and they all sort of like, "Look, you're good enough. You, you know, we have to try and do this now." And that's what we did. I mean, it was it was unreal, and I still can't really believe it now that I, you know, that I, that I have this opportunity to go do this. And um, and yeah, I mean, but again. I, a lot of praise from uh, Raf and and everyone that managed to get me there. So, yeah, it, like I said, it's, it is purely the contacts. If anybody knows who's written or anything to do with Speedway, yeah. you know, it's not uh, how always how well you do on the track. It's who you know, yeah. who you know. Yeah. And like you say, yeah, yeah. you know, having someone like Rafa look out for you, and then obviously Craig Cummings has obviously got heaps of experience with Billy Hamill yeah. and people like that. So he's got a few yeah. contacts. You know, it's just that small little package is going to probably hopefully develop you into something bigger yeah. for 2021 and obviously you're gonna be, you'll be living the uh, the pro speedway lifestyle in and out of airports you know <laughs> yeah. sleeping in airports and all that sort of thing <laughs> yeah driving yeah <laughs> no, it, was, it was um oh mate it's i mean i didn't do much last year but i think it was a massive eye opener to sort of see mm. the level that you have to be and help i mean it's more how how organized you got to be you know it's like right, I can go do this meeting here, but then how am I going to get back for this meeting here? And then, it, you know, you have to have things sorted out so much clearer. Mm. And obviously with the help from Craig and Martin and everyone, you know, it's like, okay, sort this out, sort this out. And just as you think you've got it all good, something else needs to sort out. And it's mm. like, oh, mate. But no, I mean, did a lot of miles last year, you know, driving even myself and obviously to drive 10 plus hours sort of consistently and then to have to go race and then come back and then drive away back and it was like it was pretty hard but at the same time I have so much respect for these top boys that are doing it every day you know mm-hmm. so and the amount of stress obviously that comes with all of that as well <laughs> I was pulling my hair out trying to get to a meeting but no yeah. it was it was, it was it's, it's an eye-opener for sure definitely and you only did half a season so if exactly. you're putting your hair yeah. out now mate you've got you've got a whole season to do yeah exactly I know I'm going to do it you don't have to come drive for me now. Well, you know, I, I, I can drive over here, but I can't drive over there. <laughs> no, no the, 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 those sort of things are good fun. But, um, yeah. you know, so have you got, uh, like, mechanics ready to go out in Poland? Or have you got or they get all the clubs supplying you with, like, mechanics and stuff? Yeah, so they've um, they've actually been really good. Um, obviously, Raf is helping me a lot. He's actually going to sort out the workshops and, and sort of the mechanics, you know, if if I need them and sort of whoever I need at that point. Obviously, it's still mm. undergoing, you know, it's still we're still a fair few months away from going. But, yeah, um, but yeah we've, we're trying to sort out as much as we can. And obviously, it, at the moment, it's uh, it's purely just sponsorship at the moment. You know, we're working on, it on, a, uh, on a new sponsorship brochure and that's been, that's been sort of in development, as you could say, <laughs> for a long time. So... No, I mean we're just sort of finishing that off now, and we're trying to trying to target a few people and trying to get a bit of the funds together to uh, to be able to sort of turn up to Poland with the best equipment and the best mindset is what I can. So, mm. yeah, I mean, obviously we have a lot sorted out already, but there's still a ton to sort out before the start, and um, and that's exactly what we're doing now. So. Yeah, it's obviously going to be a major operation, really, because obviously it's one yeah. thing having your base in England and having yeah. all your sponsors here, but it's going to be a completely different ball game when you go out to to Europe yeah. and do a full season in Europe. Yeah. And like you said, you're you're, you're you're going to be driving for three clubs, you know, so you got to go from yeah. point A to point B to point C, and then yeah, back to yeah. point A again. That's what it's going to be like. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I mean, and as you say, you know, the level of machinery as well, not not with just bikes, but with engines too, and yeah. things aren't you know things aren't cheap and you've got to make sure that you're on top of your game every single time you get on your bike and obviously for me to go to Poland it's it's another two bikes it's another toolbox it's another van it's it, there's so much involved just to be set up before you even race and you could go do one race and be pulled out you know so it's yeah. you've got to be on top of your game and, in, and on top of your machinery especially and you know I believe that we are at the moment but we'll see how we get on so, but now, as I say, we're looking for sponsors. So that's what we're doing at the moment. 
Well, there's the plug right there, then. Sponsor there's Tommy the B. <laughs> exactly. Get on it. Yeah, but no. yeah, it's it's the thing that people don't always understand is the organisation for it. I mean, it's all right for the likes of maybe someone like Ty Dan Bewley. You know, I've had a couple of years out there, but obviously when you first start out there, you see that you drive yeah. yourself out there every week, or you have a, a mechanic and a, and a van and a, and a bike or two. Yeah. But it's a, it's it is literally starting again from scratch. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it is like 100%. And I mean, the bikes I've got now, I've got obviously three bikes now. Um, and that's taken me since 2017 to get good, you know? Mm. And it's mm. like, right, we've done it. We've got a good set. We've, we've got good toolbox, good van. We've got all this stuff. And it's like, wow, that's almost taken me like three years. Right. <laughs> so it's like, right, we've got to try and do that in two months, you know? Yeah. So it's, um, you know, obviously you grow up quick and you grow up fast and, that's the way it's got to be. And you've got to try and have a business head on and trying to get yourself sorted before you even get there because you d definitely don't want to be behind before you even start when you get to Poland. So, Yeah, and like, like you said, you could do one or two races and then not ride for six, seven weeks because you, yeah, yeah. you haven't made the cut. But yeah. the thing is, I think the thing is with that is also is you've got to look at it from if you do ever, if you get in that situation and think, okay, not my turn now, but maybe next time I can come yeah. and I know what I'm doing. And then I'll yeah. go from there. Because I had um, Ollie Allen on the show previous. And he was saying that when he, when he first went to Poland, he only had two rides. And then they dropped him for like two months. And then someone got injured. He went back in. And he kept his place in the team after that. So, yeah. you know, it proves that if you're able to keep your head screwed on and level like yours is most of the time, uh, then, you, <laughs> yeah, then you can sort of, you can achieve it. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. And, you know, things things aren't easy and they definitely take a few years to sort of get going and people obviously like Ollie Allen that you know hearing that then you know obviously starting out doing two races being dropped and then putting back in and going all good you know sometimes that's all you need is, is a bit of a call to go look you're not good enough you need to do this and then you mm -hmm. go do it and it all works out you know you, you sometimes you sort of need that need that sort of kick forward and yeah I mean I've got I've got every hope that I can sort of sustain that team spot and um, obviously, but if it doesn't, then I have to work on myself even more and I definitely won't stop hopefully till I, till I get there. So. No, and I'm sure you'll get there. It's just a case of, like you said, it's a, it's a learning progress. Yeah. You know, it's just going to take time. But fortunately you've got the, the sort of the fullback position of also still riding in France. Um, yeah. I don't know, I don't know how many meetings you're going to how many meetings you're going to get in France then this year. Then? I think it's a minimum of six, but it's from the months of February to March. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it's so tough, yeah. Yeah. Also, that's basically a pre-season season, yeah. almost. Then you've got then because obviously yeah, yeah. that will hopefully then lead on to uh, a good season in in, in uh, England, which then obviously leads on to Poland, yeah. and then yeah, chop yeah. and change between both. Then, but uh, obviously, just going back to the beginning of this sort of chat a little bit, going back to sort of your grass grass track days, sort of a question is that would you ever turn back to having a go at grass again? Oh. I've been asked that a few times, you know, and honestly, I can, I can quite honestly say that grass track was some of the best times of my life, you know, and it was, it was where it all, all start and I would absolutely love to have another go for sure. But obviously at this time in my life, I need to sort of concentrate on one thing and sort of get that sorted. And maybe in a few years, if I've, if I've got this sorted, okay, I might, you know, I might have another go, but it's one of them things I, w I would love to. Um, but as I say, you know, it's a, it's a pretty it's a pretty big decision to do. And obviously, you know, like Ed and um, Dimitri Berger and all these people that actually race Speedway are all on the grass, you know, and, mm. and as it, if you look back in the day as well, you know, you've got people like riders that would race Speedway and then everyone on a Sunday would then go race long track or grass mm. track and then they go race Speedway again because it yeah. was bike time and it was kept going, you know? So mm. yeah, I mean, we'll see what the future holds, but I would, I, I would love to give it another go and not in honest. So yeah, and I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't do it again. But obviously, like yeah. you said, now it's not the right time because you're going to no. be busy most weekends now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's great to hear that. And I'm sure it would be great to see Tommy be on the grass, you know. Yeah. It, yeah, so, but, you know, I mean, is there anything else that you sort of uh, have ambitions for? Obviously, I know you said you've got the under-21s as your goal next year. Have you got a, a sort of a longer-term sort of goal you're looking for? Um, I mean, as we say, obviously, next year we... Um, got the under twenty one level is where I want to be. You know, I want to try and be at the top half of that field if I can. Um, but the other thing is also to try and get a top league spot. That's obviously a massive thing um, because obviously that's where I need to be. I need to try and be as busy as I can, and obviously mm. top league is where it needs to be. And and I need to get out of that comfort zone and go to places that I'm not too sure. You know, and and yeah, I mean it's that. It's it's also sorting out 
again, trying to improve on, my, on myself, on my team, on my, on my kit, you know, everything, just to try and keep improving and try and keep pushing, you know, don't get too comfy. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the long run, you know, I just want to be happy that I can sort of go to sleep at night knowing that I've done everything that I can to try and be the best person I can, you know, and not settle for what's easy, you know, and it's very easy to do that and yeah. try and keep myself focused and keep myself, keep myself dialed into what I want to do. So that's my goal to be happy <laughs> well that's a, that's a good that's a sensible goal that's a sensible goal be happy as long as if you can be happy with whatever you do be in your happy. career mate then yeah. that's that's the main thing but also with having the likes of martin guiding you a bit because obviously yeah. he's had he's done his time in poland sweden abroad yeah. and everything else he can sort of say well this is good this is not so good yeah. we'll try this sort of thing yeah no definitely i mean martin um has sort of admitted to me uh, that he sort of maybe did get a bit too comfortable and he's obviously admitted to a lot of people that, you know, yeah. that he, he, he did get sort of known for the Eastbourne sort of, sort of squad a bit too often, you know, and um, he obviously then tells me, look, I did this with my career. I want you to go do something else because he says, you're not going to go forward doing what I did. And even though he was obviously a very right, obviously being a Grand Prix winner and, yeah. and doing all the things he's done. He said he never pushed himself as much as what he could have done and and, in, and he got comfortable. So for him, obviously, and for, for Craig, you know, to sort of keep pushing me forward and sort of saying, look, this is what people did and this is where they went wrong. You've got to try and stay away from this or yeah. this is what they did good. Try and do this. And it's like, I wouldn't even have thought of that. And, and even if I did do it wrong, I'll come in and they'll tell me. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, mm. you know, like, even if you don't want to admit it, sometimes it's quite hard to swallow. You're like, oh, he's right, you know, so. But the thing so, is, yeah. is that you've got, like you say, Martin, ex-rider, he's been there and done it all near enough. Apart from win the World Championship, he didn't quite do that. But it was, <laughs> um, yeah, he can guide you down, a, down, the, down yeah. the path of saying, like you said, if you stay at Eastbourne too long, you're not going to go forward in this direction of your career, you know, and yeah. things like that. Whereas also Craig, I can imagine, can guide you more off track, maybe. With, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, like you say, sure finances uh, organizing yeah. stuff and whatnot yeah, so yeah. you've got two good guys behind you really yeah no I mean as I said before I mean Martin has been been pretty much my dad for for a long long time and mm. you know I mean I'm I'm so grateful for him and so grateful for what he continues to do for me and you know like he has been he sort of had his time in Speedway and he's he sort of said look like I've he said that I enjoyed what I did he said I wouldn't change what I did he said but I want you to go forward and I, you know, I obviously believe that and, and that's sort of what he wants me to do. And, and as you said with Craig, you know, like in the off season, especially, it's been a huge, huge different change in my life to sort of see what preparation does go in. You know, before it was, oh, what looks good? What's, what colours look cool? And <laughs> what, what all these lightweight parts that I can buy? And it's like, well, don't really need all that. You know, you need to make sure that you're, you have good stuff and then look pretty, you know? So yeah. it's, um, no, but he's, you know, He's also very good with, um, obviously, we're working for Billy for so long and working with all these different riders, you know, mm. with just like starting techniques and where they rode and all these different pointers that a lot of people wouldn't even know, you know. And it's mm. like, I'm very lucky, very privileged to have him and to have Martin. Obviously, my brother, everyone, you know, <laughs> everyone that I've got here that helped me all want the same goal and that's for me to go good and I'm, mm. I couldn't be happier with that, so yeah obviously the network of people you got around you i mean any eastbourne fan and including myself you can see how many people who help you out week in week yeah, out down at arlington if, if you if colin can't do it one week you bet ben's doing yeah. it the next or martin's doing yeah. it or, or even connor's doing it so you know it's like yeah. you know the, the, the team you've got around you is is pretty huge but yeah. it, it is a very much a family team you have around yourself yeah no it is i mean like you said before i mean obviously connor being the uh team manager for eastbourne obviously even though he is sort of like my stepbrother he uh we sort of got a lot closer through that you know and he's if i ever needed connor i'll be there and if connor ever needed me i'll be there you know and it's sort of one of them sort of one of them things and he's helped me a lot and um hopefully you know he can still do that but at the moment as you say i mean i've got I've, I've got some good people around me and we're obviously working with a lot of different people i've got um i've got kyle cummins now obviously craig's, oh, okay, yeah. craig's son so he's he's helped me like massively through last year you know like mechanic and he's sort of he sort of um, learnt my whole, learnt my call the uh, stuff to do with the bikes and sort of learn how to mechanic and he's actually very clever as well. He does um, he does motorcycle engineering in uni, so he definitely isn't isn't um, short of uh, some knowledge. So to have all these people around me, like you know Kyle, Craig, Martin, Connor, 
everyone, you know, to have all these people is yeah. just unbelievable. And I, I definitely wouldn't change that for the world. And I want to make sure that these, that, that what I'm doing is as much as what I can push out of myself all the time, you know, so. Yeah, because everyone around you, you know, knows that you can do it and everyone will push you in the right direction I I imagine you know I mean it's great to obviously again from my own point my own personal point of view is that seeing you grow up the way you've grown up through the sport you know it's been great to watch and obviously been privileged obviously it's been Eastbourne I managed to see you every week you know and see that and (laughs) see you get better every week but it's uh yeah yeah, it is it's just nice just to see a young another English young rider who's got the goal of getting obviously first step under 21s and then European Championship and then possibly Grand Prix you know you've got the same sort of yeah. attitude all the way through yeah yeah I mean it's obviously baby steps all the time mm. and you're trying to work yourself up and things come along you know you'd be very stupid to not take them and I think that's that's what I've got to do is take every opportunity that I can within reason obviously you know and <laughs> and sort of take them and take my team along with me and and, and try and work on that so no I'm, I'm very excited what the future holds but at the same time I'm I'm trying to take them steps that I need to take and focus on things that I need to focus on and and sort of go go at my pace, go at my level and and then we'll go from there, you know. If mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. So. Yeah, and I've, I mean, okay, it, I think everything looks onwards and upwards. That's the same way you can, the same way you can do it now, yeah. isn't it, really? So, which, is, which, which is good, you know. Yeah. But uh, also with with, uh, with old Connor, you know, it's good to see that you still be in the old JC Pro sort of test pilot. You know, with, uh, with, with the new pattern. I remember that when we, when we first started doing that and you're rocking up yeah. with all these different bits and pieces. It changed every week, you know. Yeah. You know, things like that, you know. I mean, like you said, it's it's good to look pretty, but it's also good to know that your equipment works. Yeah, oh, for, oh, for sure. I mean, that's been a massive thing in this off-season is sorting out my bikes to the point of, it was like, right, if I go break a mudguard tomorrow, I can, I can get one replaced by tomorrow. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like sorting them things out and it's like, right, I gotta make sure I've got a set of handlebars in the van that has my throttle on, my clutch lever on, for that when if I break set handlebars, bang, straight on. You know, yeah. and it's things that things that work, things that do right, you know, having like my toolbox set up so that I know exactly where my jets are, I know exactly where my tools are, you know, and like having things that in a rush, things that you don't normally plan for are all planned for, you know, and that's been a huge thing. And I mean, honestly, like, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> it's a tricky one because obviously you always want to look good and I'd you know, you always want to have the nicest, shiniest part. But unfortunately, sometimes you've got to try and make yourself win races so you can afford these nice, shiny parts. So, no, I mean, it's it's a massive thing in Speedway and it's a massive thing in anything you do, you know, so. Yeah, and obviously, when you look good, you make the sponsors look good, you know, and everything yeah. else. It's a complete package. But but like you say, you don't necessarily need to have the lightest, bit, not lightest not- bolt in the world. You need to have a bolt that sort of holds everything together works, more know? than anything. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things where, uh, wasn't it? You said when you crashed in Poland, wasn't it a, a fork? Was it a fork? Um, yeah. it broke, wasn't it? Yeah, that yeah. was enough. Yeah, yeah, that was, that was probably one of the biggest eye openers that I had for a long time. You know, it mm. was. I mean, the fork blade itself. I've been running for it was two full seasons. I've been running them for, so I didn't have any worries. You know, obviously, wouldn't I wouldn't use anything that I think was dangerous or that mm. I thought was yeah. weak. You know, and one of the things we couldn't notice it. You would never have noticed it, and and. You know, it was it, after it. We sort of got hold of the bike and we're like, right, we're we're ordering two sets of forks as they come. Is how we're running them, you know. And that was yeah. how it was, and that's how it's been now. And and that's and that's that's sometimes the way you need to do things. Standard is good, and and that's the reason why they make stuff the way they do, you know. Yeah, and again, a fork blade snapping is a is a freaky thing that snaps. You know, yeah. like you say, you don't if you can't see a crack in it, you still run with it until you find yeah, a crack yeah. or anything like in it. I mean, yeah. obviously, myself being machine examiner now is when you yeah. start when you start looking at the things like the cracks and the frame and things like that. Yeah, you know, yeah, sure. of course, you guys don't always see it, but then I can yeah. run I can run my hand across something. And think, oh, Tom, by the way, you you back your back end's cracked. Where's yeah, it crackling? Yeah, yeah. Where, where's it crackling? Oh, it's right round here. You, where, a, yeah. a bit where you cannot see it, you know, because yeah, yeah. uh, I've I've been pulled up before riding and I can't use my bike because I've, I've cracked my frame. So I've had that yeah. before. But yeah, it is it is a very interesting thing. It's, it's good to hear that, you know, the group you've got around you has expanded and everyone That's around good. you has, has opened your eyes even further. So yeah. from sort of, shall we say, from last year when you obviously busted your leg, was the was the goal then to just to get everything as sort of like professional as you could for next this year then? Yeah, so obviously when when the whole leg break thing happened, it was a bit, 
it obviously set you back loads and I didn't know when I was going to be back and it was more of a thing of right I'll have a lot of time here and a lot of time to sort a lot of stuff out and a lot of things that maybe I couldn't have done before and obviously growing up as well you know I wasn't <laughs> wasn't this little kid running around Eastbourne anymore you know it was like I want to try and do this so mm-hmm. no I mean we had a lot of time and for me Strath and broke my leg was I mean initially it was like right oh well I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go race and it won't matter you know it doesn't matter you know and then when I got back on the bike I was like okay it sort of does matter a bit you know it was a bit of a and, and mentally you know it, it was hard and I'm sort of quite open about that you know I, I, I um it, it was it was pretty hard to uh to get over that and when I went to Australia you know it was even harder because I was racing people and I was like oh my god like things that I never even was seeing before I did my leg I then saw after my leg you know I was a bit more cautious and you sort of ask any any sort of motorcycle rider or any sort of sort of sports person you know one after after an injury it does set you back and as much you know some people can come back and brush it off and some people unfortunately can't and I was one of the unfortunate ones and it, it t- took a bit of time and after Australia I then sort of found my feet again and, and then after that it was just sort of right I don't know when my next meeting is going to be because the coronavirus and it was mm-hmm. let's just let's just go see what happens and that's the mindset I had and and that's that's what I did so it's a great attitude to have because obviously it takes you to have a practice uh, or, or a, a, a practice race shall we say to find out whether you can yeah. actually ride or not you know because obviously your, your head saying yeah let's go yeah. racing next week when reality is you need another month or two off because you're not ready you know and things like that but yeah, I, can, yeah, I, can, sure. I can i can totally understand the whole mental attitude of you know if you saw a gap normally you would have died for it but now you've had a big crash you think hang on i can't yeah. quite do that gap because um yeah. in my own in my own career when yeah. i had a, a a big crash at Kent it took me a while to get over the fact that there's riding close because someone crashed right in front of me and I couldn't I went straight yeah. into them and over them and mm. uh, everything it took me a little while to get over that sort of thing but as soon as you get over yeah. it and you start riding close again it is it's like a hurdle and you feel like you've got a great achievement yeah yeah for sure I mean exactly what you just said you know like before the leg you sort of well personally for me before my leg you know it was more just um it was just wide open and just see how we get on you know and that's the main <laughs> I honestly didn't really sort of think of much, you know, it mm. was more just, okay, like, I'm not really that bothered. We're going to go do this. And mm. after my leg, you know, it was like, wow, I've just had like, it felt like 10 years off the bike, even though it was only like, <laughs> it's probably only about six months, but you know, they went so slow and it was like so much time to think about things. And I was like, Oh, I didn't even expect that. And then mm. before, and then as soon as I got on my bike, I then was like, this is great. This is brilliant. And I felt really good. And then when I lined up next to four people, it just, it, you know, it all sort of sets in. And this 2020 season has been massively to, you know, to sort of overcome that. And I feel like now I have, you know, it's sort of been sort of brushed aside. And at the start of the year, it still was a bit of a problem. Um, but gradually throughout the year, you sort of get a bit more confident, a bit more confident. And then you then sort of work your way through it. And that's luckily what I did, you know, and now I'm in probably one of the best positions I've been in my life for Speedway, you know, so mm. no, I'm looking forward. So do you think that being able to have that time to think then has definitely made you a better rider than uh, a bit more calculated, shall we say? Yeah, you could say a bit more calculated. I mean, I definitely think uh, think of a lot more things, which in some ways isn't good, you know, in mm. some ways it's not good. Sometimes it is better to just go out and go, you know what, doesn't matter, you know. And, mm. uh, but in some ways is it's been probably really good you know like to sort of settle down and sort of go right it can happen you know the, these things you know do happen and um no I mean I definitely learned from that and I learned from what went wrong and learned from what I can do better and definitely learned that I don't want to be there again so it was uh <laughs> it definitely changed me as a rider massively um in Australia I'd say 100% you know I wasn't I wasn't as fun I was like sort of like oh my god like am I going to come off here and that's always going through my head you know I, I couldn't go near a fence because I was like oh I'm going to kick the fence mm-hmm. again and that's honestly what was happening you know and as I said before worked through it and obviously had Craig as well and obviously Martin that then sort of taught me like mid, like literally like midway through a meeting I'd, I'd like bring Craig and go oh my god I've I'm I'm gonna crash and he'd be like, "What are you talking about? You're fine." And I'd be like, "Oh yeah, I'm fine." Like, yeah. You know, it's like it's yeah. just sometimes you need that reassurance, and that's that's sort of the way that it went. Um, and then as soon as I got home, had that bit more time off, I then sort of worked myself, managed to go to the gym again because obviously 
I couldn't actually train before Australia, and that was pretty hard. I was I was pretty big going to Australia, you know, <laughs> carrying a bit more weight. So, so I mean, sort of to to have that Australia trip was the best thing that happened because mm. I was like, wow, like I'm, I'm I'm a long way behind where I want to be. Mm. And obviously, I was racing people like Jamie Lindsay, you know, and and how he's going now is like mm. unreal. And yeah. I was like a long way behind him, and I was like, that's the level that I want to be, you know, and. To have the extra time off, I, I, I worked very hard and the people around me worked very hard too mm. and we managed to sort of make something of it. So. Yeah, and I mean, again, chasing the faster boys, you know, it always will bring you on, bring you on further because yeah. it's a thing that I know was drilled into me a lot. If you ride against faster boys, okay, you're not going to always beat them, but if you can get in front of them, trap yeah. them or whatever, make them work for it, then it, it works well. But also, I must say, though, the, the hard winter training did help when you did the pit bike series. Yeah, I yeah. must say that 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 was that was a, a bit of fun and a yeah, bit of fun is, in games. That is not fun. That is world championship <laughs> pit bike level. No, that's um that's by far the most intense thing. But it's honestly, it was it's so much fun. I mean, it's like um obviously Mitch Gordon is the guy who sorts it, and it started out when I was about probably thirteen, like, and mm. it was just it was just one of the things that only people you knew went. And the next thing you know, like last year, there was like probably about. 200 people come to watch it and you're like wow okay this is cool you know and but honestly it's just like people hanging out and having fun and getting close to people again was cool but in a fun way you know in a way that you're like he could actually sort of hit me here and it, but you were, you were laughing you know and it was that was actually really good and I, to be honest I didn't really sort of think about that before and that pit bike series is 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 actually very good and was actually probably very good with me for my leg as well you know mm. i was so worried no one could even touch it so i'm like oh what are you doing <laughs> and then after that you know I was, I was just being a wuss and as soon as i did that pit bike stuff and did a few meetings i was like oh so it's fine isn't it you know there's there's sort of no worries here so yeah no, exactly so yeah i had to throw that one in because obviously we had a good time down at eastbourne yeah. we did down at eastbourne obviously at Iway and sittingbourne you know, they, they, yeah. they were they were good and obviously talking about the mental uh, game of riding close that is like you said very very close yeah. especially when you have someone like eddie kennett dive bombing you are right up the inside yeah. line or yeah. even or even connor you know it yeah, was like yeah, connor is a, he's a demon on it like you wouldn't expect it but mate yeah no, but it, it is like those sort of little fun events, again, is what you need to, yeah. to build your confidence more than anything. Right. And, it's, and it's probably good for everyone to hear this, that, you know, it is such a mental game because obviously people talk about it being a mental game anyway, yeah. but yourself, you know, you can turn around and say, right, these, these were my problems. These aren't weaknesses. These are just things I've yeah. got to overcome. And you've overcome them. And it's proven that by your results yeah. this year. Yeah, oh, for sure. I mean, mentally, Speedway is, um, is so mental. Like, I mean... It's, I think, I'm, I mean, personally, I'd say being mentally strong is probably one of the most important parts of the speedway. Um, if you turn up believing you've got good people around you and believing that your equipment's good and believing that you can go out and win, you know, it's so different if you turn up to sort of not knowing that, you know. And mm. it's such a, you know, even coming in from the pits and you can throw your helmet and, and, and be all angry as much as you want, but it isn't going to help you in the long run, you know, and you've got to try and, try and transfer that energy into your next race. And that's unfortunately something that, I think you'd know as how I've sort of struggled with, you know, I've, mm. I've, I have come in and I have been angry, you know, and I have, have done things and looking back on it, you think, wow, what was I doing? You know, mm. but it's, it's that sort of red mist sort of thing and you learn from it. And as I say, you grow up and you, and you uh, sort of grow to things that you know that you're doing wrong and that's it, you know, and, but mentally it's, it's such a challenge because you can go out and have heat one win, heat two last you know and it's like mm. what happened and then you're in a conf then you're confused and then you go to your next meeting like oh well this happened here what's going to happen here and very quickly and you know you can be very very confused so mm. it's a it's a big thing but yeah and i mean i, I obviously I, i've seen you have, have, have times where you've thrown your helmet front a spanner across yeah. the pits and everything and i've come over and spoken to you and you've calmed down but obviously i, I understand yeah. the heat of the moment you know you can't talk to anyone when you're in the heat of the moment but i think a lot of it is if you can have the approach of saying okay that was one bad meeting that's not going to ruin my season and yeah. if you go to sort of like every every meeting and going right new day this is completely different okay yeah, i was yeah. here i was here two weeks ago i ran this setup we'll run that one and if it doesn't work we'll, we'll change it to something else yeah. so i think if you can have that attitude like even when you go to poland yeah. you know i yeah. think you're on for a winner you know if anything yeah. else i think you're on for a winner <laughs> yeah. but uh yeah and i mean it's been great talking to you tonight tommy 
you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, um, I think we, I think we've got to the point now where you've got to sort of wrap it up a little bit because uh, yeah. don't want to get into late. Don't, don't go past talking too much. Uh, don't go past your bedtime <laughs> or anything. You know, up early. <laughs> 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 you know, but um, is there anything you want to say to the to the Eastbourne fans or any Tommy B fans out there? Yeah, I mean, I can't thank all you guys enough. Obviously, you know, so gutted that Eastbourne couldn't run last year, and hopefully we can run next year. And you know, all. All the Eastbourne fans bring so much energy, obviously, to Eastbourne and to the whole to the whole team and to all of um, and to all of us riders. You know, like maybe some people don't sort of let let people know enough. You know, some riders can be very very sort of to themselves, but it does go a long way. And for you guys to keep being on Facebook and and to keep keep Eastbourne alive, you know, it's been it's been so good to see. And hopefully, we'll see you guys next year. I'm sure everybody echoes the same thoughts around the country, yeah. not just at Eastbourne, but fingers <clears> crossed we can go racing in the UK next year yeah. and everything. But like I said, thanks for tonight, Tommy. It's been good fun. Right. You know, as always, it's been good fun chatting to you. Always yeah, good yeah. for a laugh. But uh, I must say to everyone, please join the group, like the Facebook pages, uh, follow it on YouTube. Just simply yeah. type in the 5-1 Speedway Show and you can watch all the episodes so far. This is episode number 12, so I'm pretty pretty stoked I've got the 12. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> but, but there's so many out there that you can watch and everything. Please leave comments, feedback, yeah. everything. It'll be on Spotify and YouTube, so you'll be able to listen to it on the go as well. So, all right, thanks for, the, thanks for your time, Tommy, and no we'll right hopefully right. catch up in the new year. Yeah, see you soon.